Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here of the Raptors Digest reacting to the Toronto Raptors 116-120 to loss to the New Orleans Pelicans Riker. There's going to be a somber tone to start off this podcast, but it's going to get lighter as we go along. But uh, how are you feeling about this one? The Raptors now 1-4, losing to not the greatest of teams. It's not like we had the most difficult schedule to start off the year. Definitely not the most encouraging start to the season for this squad that we had high expectations for. And we're skipping the somber tone. We're jumping right into more of a mocking tone, just a self uh, depreciation. What is that word? Self-deprecating. Self-deprecating. As I am, as I play the intro every time. (laughs) Link back to base. (laughs) And there's an issue with this Toronto Raptors team. I was sitting next to my roommate calling this the Walmart version of last year's Toronto Raptors team, which still really (laughs) was a discount version of the previous season's Raptors team. I, I actually think that this is what the American media thought that the Raptors were for like those six, seven years of DeMar plus Lowry Toronto Raptors you know every season where the Raptors are healthily improving finishing top two top three in the east and we keep saying what what is it that people don't understand about the Toronto Raptors I think that this is what they thought that the Raptors were and finally that's been realized as unfortunate that as that is Ben for now for now it's been realized I'll we'll say that but one question I want to pose to you before we dive into the analysis. Who would you rather have? Just current state, current form, not projecting if they can improve and all that. Starting at the power forward position right now. Pascal Siakam or Chris Boucher? Listen, Chris Boucher is out there hitting turnaround fadeaways. like <gasps> He's Kobe, looking like Dirk! RIP. Or, yeah, like Dirk. He's hitting threes with confidence. <laughs> he hit 100% of his free throws this game. I, I, there's there's not a lot to dislike about Chris Boucher's game as of late, then. Yeah, I know it's a positive. He had a really big game, just to mention the stats. Boucher with 24 points, 5 rebounds, uh, five rebounds and assists, a couple steals, plus 11. So Boucher and the Raptors look really good. But the guy we do have to break down, do have to talk about, and everyone in Raptors land has been bagging on him. We've been sort of late to the Pascal Siakam bashing train, but I think everyone sort of has to at least express disappointment with his performance this season because obviously we missed the reaction to the night game on New Year's Eve, but Siakam benched for disciplinary reasons. The Raptors get their only win of the season and he comes back tonight, you'd think with a fire, with an energy, with a a, a readiness to go to prove everyone wrong, amp everyone up, and then drops this dud of a game, which was a complete mess. Only 10 points for Siakam, 4 of 10 from the field. Fouls out. I, it felt like he fouled out in the second quarter. I know it was probably the early fourth, but this guy was lethargic, was slow, was unconfident. He looks shook out there. He goes in the lane. He He's... You could tell he tried to be a little bit aggressive tonight, but he was going in the lane just scared. He'd be hesitant, he'd drive in, he'd pass it out too quick. I remember one possession, and I might, I might, I'm gonna, you know what, I'm gonna start a little segment earlier. The, the Damari Carroll Gold Star Award, the OG's play of the day, we got them both cooking right now, and Pascal Siakam, this sums up his start to the season. This sums up his start to the season. Pascal Siakam had Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball, a skinny point guard, I know he's tall for the point guard position, guarding him in the post. And you and I were sort of, 
ranting on about how Pascal Siakam should have ate up Jalen Brown in the playoffs and we're disappointed, but we're blaming it on the bubble. We're blaming it on the pandemic. It is what it is. But Pascal Siakam tonight had Lonzo Ball on him in the post. No doubles, no one else coming to him, just backing him down. And you know what this guy does? You know what he does? He dribbles in to like three different players, doesn't spin, doesn't do a different move, doesn't do anything. He throws the ball, a weird dump off pass, right in the hands of a Pelicans guy, trying to throw it to Aaron Baines. I, I don't know what's in this guy's head. Is it mental, Riker? Is, has his skills just been depleted? He looks a little bit out of shape when you compare him to highlights of last season, but this is a completely different player than we saw last March, Riker. Ben, you might sense a common theme here, but to me, this is discount Andrew Wiggins, which is <laughs> concerning. We gave him the money. All of a sudden, what this guy has made a career off of is energy. Energy running the floor, energy running the floor. I just—that was literally what he made a career of. Fast breaks. This guy—he's gone out there. He's walking up. When he got fouled out, they zoomed up onto him. Not a drop of sweat anywhere. Not a drop of sweat. He's not heaving and hawing. He's just frustrated. He's dry as a sock, Ben. And I, I don't know what to think about him. If if his game has been relentlessly attacking the basket you know creating space from pressuring guys that are too slow to guard him out on the perimeter to running the floor to getting the the offense flowing by fast break creation i I, i'm just at a loss for words at how pascal siakam could completely go away from everything that had given him success thus far in the nba and then finally when he gets the money it seems like he's walking up the corner up the floor in every possession seems like he's hanging his head low every time he gets a foul seems like he's just out there making weird passes not trying anything creative it's it's hard to watch man i i can't get over i got the all the segments playing at once but i can't get over the discount andrew wiggins because it's so true it's it's sadly true and this is where we're at especially even though andrew wiggins is having one of the worst seasons in the nba right now it feels like with the golden state warriors Siakam has completely gone away, as you said, after the the contract. He did have a good, really solid year last year before the pandemic, but the energy, he's moved away from all of the things that really made him good. And now we're at a point, we're not comparing him to Jason Tatum. We're not comparing him to Jalen Brown anymore. We're comparing him to Chris Boucher. Should this guy even start? Our one win came without him. And that was a, I think you said the stats. It took, it took the New York Knicks, the worst franchise in the past 10 years, to go five for thirty from the three point line to get our one win of the season and three for thirty five. Three, three for thirty five. And they were the hottest three point shooting team in the NBA at fifty four percent per game in the three games leading up to that Raptors game. Yeah. So it's it's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate look for Pascal Siakam. If we get him playing any bit the level he should be playing at, then we win this game. We win a lot of these games to start off the year, and we're going to break down what the Raptors should do going forward, but we're going to keep this video as a reaction to this game, because tonight we'll talk about some positives. Fred Van Vliet, he's been, had an up-and-down season, as he seemingly always does to start off every year, but tonight was certainly a high up with 27 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. He looked really decisive, really confident in his 3-point stroke, was really a floor general for our team to start off. I think Leo name dropped at the end of the first quarter Fred Van Vliet was responsible for about 70% of our points whether it be scores or assists so he had a really strong performance and Kyle Lowry as well he he was a beast as he usually is 16 points eight assists six rebounds 4-14 from the field but 
the stats don't really do it, say it all for Kyle Lowry. And I know a lot of people were a little bit deep into this video, seven, eight minutes, but the comment section is going to be flooded with a lot of people talking trash about the refs. And certainly, especially when the Raptors made that big momentum swing and they were calling these all touchy-feely fouls and all that sort of stuff. There, It was bad for the Raptors down the stretch, but when you play so atrocious over the first three quarters, you can't even blame them. You can't even blame them because you're being... You're just hacking people most of the game. They're just going. They're in a mood. They're in a mindset to call those fouls, and that's why the refing was poor, and that's why the momentum swung happened when we had to challenge that play. All that sort of stuff. But Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet well, were too positive. Let me jump in and say they they fouled the majority of the foul calls against them. Yeah. Right. That there was a reason that mm-hmm. the Pelicans were sent to the line 47 times, and I would almost argue that they didn't. They weren't attacking the basket. It was almost deserved that they only had 27 free throw attempts. And even in, we're saying that Pascal Siakam is going weak in a post-up attempt against Lonzo Ball. But you could maybe even give him a pass saying that this is one of the more intimidating front courts with Zion and Steven Adams. And yet Kyle Lowry's out there at the end of the game stepping in to take a charge with Zion full Mm -hmm. flight coming at you like a like a freight train he's arguably scarier than Giannis and LeBron combined when he's coming at you with a head of steam and Lowry's there in the mix so there's no excuse for the rest of the team to be intimidated going into the paint I just needed to get that out there too yeah for sure and honestly when you look at this game it wasn't horrible for the Toronto Raptors it's heartbreaking because it's one we know we should have won in that stretch and we'll leave that for the segments but OG a positive in this one he really turned his sort of slump around in the fourth quarter he ended up with 17.7 rebounds three assists he always does the little things on the court which makes him a super valuable asset to the team but with this roster currently as constructed as you said a Walmart version of our Walmart version of the championship team we're gonna need OG Ananobi to really be a guy that's a scorer for this roster and I liked when Pascal Siakam went out we went with the small ball center lineup like we were calling for once we lost Sergi Baca Marcus Saul. OG Ananobi has to run center for this team, whether it's Siakam or OG or Chris Boucher running the power forward. If we want to win games, I think that has to be our closing lineup. But when we went to that, OG was unleashed, and I think that's something Nick Nurse has to run a lot more if we aren't trying to tank this season. So I was happy with how he played at the end of this one. And Alex Len, he he gave some all right minutes. He was really good in the Knicks game. Norman Powell, he came out with 12 points, made some really questionable plays down the stretch, but he looks at least like the regular Norman Powell rather than this imposter that wouldn't have made the 905 at the start of the season. So I think the the well-roundedness of the roster is looking fine. Terrence Davis looked atrocious in his few minutes. Matt Thomas isn't even getting the floor. Not sure why we're not playing Bembry. Malachi Flynn still hasn't touched the floor, but I like that the other guys are playing well, but when your main guy, the person that you're supposed to be relying upon to really lead your team is performing the way he is, we're going to lose to any half-decent team record. That's, yeah, that's just it. And there's not a one and a two guy. Like, if, you have, if you're one and you're two, we're small forward, power forward. When they're big guys, maybe it's a little bit easier, but you can't rely on Fred Van Vliet to close out a game. He's just too small unless his three-point shooting is just that on Ben but what I what I'm struggling with is what is Nick Nurse seeing that we're not or that the rest of the Raptors fans are not we all watched the preseason games pretty closely we were excited to see this new look Raptors team back in action and we had a few key takeaways that Bembry looks like a perfect replacement for Rondé Hollis Jefferson maybe even a little bit more skilled on the offensive end that Malachi Flynn looks like he can get out there and be a point guard in the modern NBA, maybe even a starter on a lot of teams, 
right? We we said that St Stanley Johnson, it is what it is. Stay far away from putting him on the court, no offense. And it's it's almost like the exact opposite. It's a it's a complete paradigm shift from what Nick Nurse is seeing. And he, he's just not giving any of these guys runs. And I don't know if this game, it would have made any particular difference because you're right, it, it's, Stiakam needs to get more than 10 points and 0 for 4 from 3. But I, I don't know. To me, Nick Nurse is just looking a little bit odd with his coaching decisions this season so far. Yeah, no, that's definitely fair when you talk about the rotations. To be fair, even though Stanley Johnson didn't score a lot tonight, he's bringing a lot on the defensive end. I know that's not an area where we're really worried about as a Toronto Raptors team. We're still a pretty solid defense to... It, despite the fact we're one and four, one and five, one and four right now, so it's the offensive end which is a struggle. So Stanley Johnson, he's not making complete mistakes out there, which is getting him on the court. But as you said, Malachi Flynn, we dropped a whole video on it. He could be one of those guys that are an X factor, and I don't know why. I guess you wanna. Terrence Davis had a solid season last year. His off the court stuff has made his situation completely confusing. But I guess he's playing now, and Nick Nurse just benched him rather than the off the court stuff. Matt Thomas, he has flashes where he's look he looks really good, but then he has flashes where he looks really bad. So Nick Nurse has just completely taken him out the rotation at this point. And Flynn is a guy that I'd like to see more of. And the Raptors need those types of players that can dribble, pass, shoot really command just create opportunities for themselves and we don't have that right now coming off our bench consistently we're hoping Norman Powell gets back to that and as you said Bembry I don't really know why we're running a Stanley Johnson over him all, all these guys in these four positions when he's a player that's a veteran he comes in he hasn't really made any mistakes he's only played about four or five minutes each game and he's not known to be a high level scorer he's out there to play defense be mobile and be one of those flow guys like Patrick McCall was last year I'm not sure why Nick Nurse doesn't like him but I guess we'll see what happens there but Malachi Flynn I think needs to play Bembry needs to play and even Paul Watson who showed that sort of who showed a lot more than Stanley Johnson in the bubble in his sort of minutes. So I'd like to see those guys get opportunity if he's, if he's throwing minutes out to everyone. But as you said, Nick Nurse hasn't been trying to do it. I'm not going to question Nurse, and he sees them in practice and all that every day. But the biggest issue is Pascal Siakam, and that's the real reason we're losing these games, Riker. Yeah, there's no two ways around it, Ben. And we have some memes. I think we need to lighten up the mood. I don't know what you you have to flash on the board i can't see it so you'll have to explain them and i'll just speaking of nurse we got we got the nurse you explain the nurse meme. i just love this meme it's this one was particularly funny i don't know what was going on with the audio in my stream the sportsnet stream they were just it was very clear what nick nurse was yelling the whole game and he's infamous for crouching and just being frustrated all game long with the refs this is a good one i i laugh when i saw it yeah the nurse meme we got that up and then we got the second one on DeMar tonight. Just looking looking back at the TV, just hyped to see the sort of Toronto Raptors fall apart without him. Obviously, we have no more Kawhi. Siakam was that star for us pre-bubble, but now we really have no one to really carry the load with Kyle Lowry. Fred can at sometimes, but it'd be nice to have DeMar back right now, Riker. Ben, I gave myself the DeMar Carroll Gold Star Award a few podcasts back when the Raptors dropped their game against the San Antonio Spurs because I've been adamant that I don't like DeMar DeRozan's fit with the Toronto Raptors and the team and where they're trying offensively to bring their team in, in, in the modern NBA and that's stretch the floor and that's play fast and that's stay away from isolation basketball really but I think we could use them and, and uh, I wouldn't you know and particularly in a game like this where it seems like the Raptors are bricking all of their threes 
and uh, really just struggling to find good shots. That's where a guy like Demar Rosen, a veteran at the mid range, could just go in and do something nice. So, you know, this one it's a little bit sad because it's so accurate that Demar Rosen would be laughing at this game. But hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. But we also have a segment where Riker and I have been talking before the podcast. At what point? Do we change this segment name? So let us know in the comment section below. DM us on Instagram if you think we should change this name. At what point where Siakam doesn't bounce back, we have to change this name. But tonight, the spicy P lay of the day, Riker. It's going to a spicy P lay. <laughs> it's almost just ironic. I don't remember the last time we've given the spicy P lay of the day to Pascal. And tonight, the spicy P lay, the spicy part of the game. Happened when he got fouled out, when he got taken off the court, because the Toronto Raptors went from looking hopeless, looking atrocious, to looking like the Toronto Raptors, looking like the team that always bounces back, that always is swinging, always is ready to go. And they went on a, for in one minute, I believe they went, yeah, 12-1 run, and they, it looked like we were going to win this game. I was amped up. I was screaming at the TV saying, this is a momentum swinger. We're gonna we're sweeping the rest of the year. We're going undefeated 2021. We're saying that on the TikToks. Oh, I didn't plug the TikTok. That's got to be in the next video. But, uh, <laughs> and unfortunately, it was cut short early. But that was an exciting stretch of run when Lowry's sort of manning the manning the charge. Fred's hitting threes. Norm's hitting contested threes. I was, I was, I was a flash of what we're used to seeing out of the Toronto Raptors. That's fair. I'm giving my spicy play to some Zion Williamson dunks. It's that kind of game where you're giving it to the other team, the opposing team. But my boy Z, he's going to be big in the league. He's already a big man. He's going to be a big-time player, Ben. I love him. I was hoping he was going to drop 40 points and then lose. And, of course, the Raptors win the game, but we get some exciting highlight reel dunks. But, again, it is what it is. <laughs> You know, the, the deep Raptor Digest fans, the, the OGs will remember Riker's Pelicans Digest that he had going for stretches last year. So, <laughs> Yes, I was keeping everybody informed of what was happening in alternate games besides the Raptors. <laughs> so, you know, you gotta, gotta support the Pelicans Digest if this, this gets messy, <laughs> this season goes bad. But uh, not all plays can be the spicy pile of the day, and some just make you say, oh... Geez, Riker, and we brought up an OGs earlier in this podcast that Lonzo Ball play. But do you have any other ones in mind? Because there were there were certainly a lot in this game. <laughs> Just turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Pascal Siakam being minus sixteen on this game. I think he's over minus or under technically, like farther away from zero. Mm-hmm. Minus forty in his three games that he's played or four games that he's played now this season. Just that's. Ugh. Hits you the wrong way. Yeah, the, the another OGs I had in mind, Riker, was Eric Bledsoe. We've watched this man's choke really hard in those playoff series. And you're used to watching this guy just be bad as a Raptors fan. And I was actually a pretty big Eric Bledsoe fan before he went to the Bucks. I thought he was underrated. And I think he is certainly underrated at this point. But just through the lens of a Raptors fan, we're used to seeing this guy be trash. So to see this guy really just destroy us this entire game, and especially down the stretch with dagger threes and dagger steals and all this sort of stuff, I guess that's a bit of revenge from Bledsoe, but definitely made me say OG seeing uh, Eric Bledsoe massacre of the Raptors. Well, he notor- well uh, not notoriously anything. He outlasted, who was it, Brandon Knight, because they were, they were the the point guard point guard on the phoenix suns back in the day weren't they 
they've been all over the place. They've been the Bucks and Suns, and Knight was the All Star for the Bucks, <laughs> Pelicans for Eric Bledsoe. Yep, and but but he was coming off the bench on that Suns team that was bad. That they were like a sub twenty five win team. And anyways, here he is. He's still doing all right in the NBA. Yeah, Brandon Knight, if he didn't get injured, he'd be good. But uh, finally, the infamous, the one, the only, Demario Carroll Gold Star Award. We got this up. We talked about Siakam to death, Riker, in this game. I think you'd hint at giving it to Nick Nurse. Is there anyone else you want to give it to in this sort of end off this podcast? If I gave it to Nick Nurse, that would be three in a row for Nick Nurse. I just can't fathom that, Ben, with a, a reigning NBA coach of the year. I'm just, just out of virtue of wanting to save my own ego for being a Raptors fan. I can't. I can't stomach that, you know, th- it would be this absolute turnaround here. So I'm hanging on to there's some good coaches still in the NBA that are suffering some early losses. Steve mm-hmm. Kerr, um, who's the Scott, um, what's his name of the Wizards? Brooks? I feel like the Wizards will be able to, Scott Brooks. I don't know if he's a like good they'll coach. They'll be able to bounce back. <laughs> St- Steve Van Gundy or Jeff Van Gundy, whatever the Van Gundy twin that's coaching the Pelicans. The Pelicans. There we go. We just played them. <laughs> coaching knowledge. But, anyways. Nick Nurse, he'll be able to jump back. This has to go to Pascal, Ben. Yeah, Pascal's getting it. And to throw it to someone different, where I know we're running a bit long on this pod, but Terrence Davis just looks really bad out there. I'd like to see Terrence Davis be all right. I guess it's tough for him in limited minutes, but he looked really good in preseason, looks really bad now. So the excitement from preseason has been worn out. Really not sure what the direction for this team is right now. We're going to have a lot of videos breaking down what the Raptors should do. We'll be talking for your opinions and all that sort of stuff. But you guys are best for making this fire. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. we got more things to plug, Riker, the past couple months. The website's been huge. Lots of articles over there, so definitely check that out. That's been really, really fun to get off the ground. And Riker... The TikTok is live. We got the Raptors Digest TikTok on the go. We're posting on Instagram Reels. So do you want to hit a little, little TikTok dance to send this off? Cheers. 